Hi, welcome back to Epic. I hope you're doing fine. Today, I'm going to talk about how climate change threats are perceived by the American public. So again, in most cases, climate change is perceived as a distant threat. It doesn't concern me. It concerns some poor Africans, which I don't really care about. Why should my tax dollars support some poor farmers in Africa? Why? How am I connected to these people? So it's a distant threat. It's happening far away to people I don't really care much about. And therefore, I don't have to do anything. To make matters worse, people are generally very pessimistic when it comes to tackling climate change. This is a, there's a graph here. This was taken in October of 2017. It asks some Americans 18 years of, or older uh, to talk about the issue. And only 5% said humans will reduce global warming and will do it successfully. Only 5%. 25% said humans could reduce global warming, but people aren't willing to change their behavior. So we're not going to either. This is indeed a very common attitude. My neighbor is not going to change, so I'm not going to either. It's a very kind of rotten attitude, to be honest. 7% of people said simply global warming isn't happening, and 15% said humans can't reduce global warming even if it is happening. But the bulk of the group is this 48% here. Uh, this is people who said we could reduce global warming, but it's unclear at this point whether we will do what's necessary. And in my opinion, this is the one group we can appeal to because they understand the issue somewhat. We can talk about them. Uh, we can talk to them about the risks and solutions more. Lastly, I'd like to say that we are lacking activists in the field. Uh, as I mentioned before, we need more preachers of science now, perhaps more than ever. So uh, please be an activist. And by activist, I don't mean someone who sits on the couch all day long and just reacts to Twitter and Facebook posts. No, try to pressure your representatives. Attend some meetings where you're actually involved. Uh, donate to companies and organizations that fight climate change. Because if we look at people who just say, okay, climate change is happening, uh, then only 2% are activists. That's a very low percentage. But if you frame the problem a little bit better, if you say, okay, it's certain, uh, there's a high risk perception, it's human caused, and it's solvable. Well, in that case, 40% of people are activists. They know the topic. They're confident, they can talk about it, and that's what we need. We need more knowledgeable people to talk about the topic. And we need to do it nonstop because that's what the other side, the climate change deniers, do. They bombard platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, etc., with misinformation on a maybe hourly basis. Now, we're going to talk about what the people actually know about climate change. So this is data from March 2018 in the US. By the way, all of that comes from Yale, okay? Uh, three quarters of people said it will increase global temperatures. About three quarters said it's going to warm the oceans. And about the same percentage said glaciers, ice sheets, and sea ice are decreasing. 68% said chances of extreme weather events are increasing, uh, but only 55% of people said that the oceans are becoming more acidic. So remember, all of these things are actually happening right now. 
And still the best you can get is three quarters of the population saying, yep, it's happening. And typically people tend to overgeneralize the threats. Uh, they say climate change is everything. It's every problem in the world. And I already talked about that before, uh, about climate, what climate change is and what it isn't. Here we have things like volcanic eruptions are increasing. 40% of people said that's the case. Acid rain is increasing. 47% of people said yes. The hole in the ozone layer is getting bigger. 60% of people said yes. So these are all incorrect responses. And yet you still get a pretty high number of people say, saying, yep, it's happening. When it comes to climate science literacy, the numbers are, again, pretty disappointing. So burning oil and other fossil fuel produces CO2. Only half the people said, yeah, that's the case. Uh, greenhouse gases, we talked about them before and that they act as a kind of blanket or a carrot blocking the sink. Uh, so greenhouse gases are a blanket around the earth holding the heat. Only 32% of people said, yes, that's the case. CO2 traps heat in Earth's atmosphere. Only 30% of people said that's the case. And so finally, let's talk about a bit about health. These are responses here. These are from 2014. Now, these are unprompted. What that means is people were asked, okay, what do you think are some climate change-related health problems? That's a very open-ended question. And you can write anything you can think of. Well, in this case, the numbers are extremely low. 32% of people mentioned there are lung diseases like asthma, COPD, and respiratory problems. Then the numbers drop drastically. 9% said skin diseases, including skin cancer. 8% said allergies. 7% said heat-related illnesses, like heat strokes. 6% uh, said vector-borne tropical and infectious diseases from mosquitoes, for example, and 5% said malnutrition and hunger. So generally, people are unable to identify the causes if they're just asked out of the blue, uh, what do you think the climate change problems are? And I would like to finish by talking about this table here. Now, these are prompted. So for example, the question would be something like, climate change is happening, it's getting hotter, uh, there's depression, etc. So name some effects now. People have heard problems mentioned in the question, so then they can reuse that in their answer. And here you see that the numbers jump. So for example, 44% say air pollution, 39% say asthma and other lung diseases, 28% said depression, 26% said illnesses uh, from food and water containing bacteria slash virus. And just to briefly give you some idea here, when we talk about cancer, for example, now, there is a research paper that was published in April 2015 by a group of Chinese scientists, and basically they were trying to evaluate the association between traffic-related air pollution and lung cancer in order to provide evidence for control of traffic-related air pollution. Now, their conclusion was that the exposure to traffic-related air pollution significantly increased the risk of lung cancer. And also related to cancer, there is a paper published in May 2020 by a group of American scientists. They looked at the impacts of Hurricane Harvey. So Hurricane Harvey was a devastating Category 4 hurricane that made landfall on Texas and Louisiana in August of 2017. 
causing catastrophic flooding and many deaths. The research paper mentions that the hurricane was 3.5 times more likely to occur thanks to climate change. It inundated chemical plants, oil refineries, and Superfund sites that contained vast amounts of carcinogens, which were then released into the Houston community. Now, the half-life of those carcinogens, such as dioxin, is up to 50 years. In addition to that, you also had, of course, massive wildfires, and wildfires release immense amounts of air pollutants known to cause cancer, such as particulate matter. These pollutants can also travel great distances and can degrade air quality for months. To finish off this part of the story, if you look at floods, for example, they also cause huge damage to the infrastructure. We're talking about loss of power, destruction of property, etc. It's true that in what we call first world countries, the buildings are generally resistant to damage. But in third world countries, they are often not. And so maybe a hospital just got completely wiped out and then people have nowhere to go to get help. And we see today with COVID, uh, what happened was there was a very limited amount of ICU beds, for example, in every country. And the sick patients filled the ICU beds pretty quickly. And that overwhelmed the healthcare systems. And then the rest of the people basically could not get the care that they need because it's simply not available. And I strongly believe that climate change will increase the risks of healthcare systems being overwhelmed in the future. Next time, we will talk about some key concepts which you commonly find in climate-related science papers. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I recommend checking out the website because it has visuals. It also has a quiz section and answer section. Uh, the easiest way to find it is to go to Google and type Epic Climate Change Course. And usually it brings up the listenable link, but that's just an audio link anyway. Uh, but there might be a YouTube video, which has a picture of a tree, a forest, basically. Uh, and so that's it. If you click on that, there is a link in there to the main website. So unfortunately, I don't have a domain, so I don't have a direct link. But anyway... Uh, stay tuned for more.